Well, hello there. What can I do for you, sweet thing? Hello, my name is Evan. I am here to investigate reports of hauntings in this facility. I have just the girl for you. Alexa! Hello, I am Alexa2052. It is my honor to pleasure you. Hello, Alexa. I am Evan3000 from the Midnight Train Podcast. We're on trains all the time at midnight here. I was hoping to scan the area with my EKG meter to locate any disturbance or apparition from the parallel universe. In order for us to go upstairs, I will require payment first. Please transfer currency now. Transferring Bitcoin to account 442-309891 now. Transfer complete. Payment accepted. Please follow me this way up these stairs, sugar. Here we are. Please have a seat while I update my motherboard to ensure you get the latest firmware. Have you had anything out of the ordinary occur in this room lately? Yes, people tend to disappear during activities in this room for some odd reason. There is only one way to be sure. We will have to pair and disconnect devices until one of us overloads. Or something paranormal happens. I suppose it must be done. Should I wear a firewall? I wouldn't want to catch a virus from your port. I am sure there have been many devices docked on you before. Firewall is not necessary. Here is my AVG virus scan report. As shown in the report, my PC is up to date. Okay, my hard drive is defragmented and ready for docking. Insert your hard drive now, sugar. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Oh god. Wow. Excellent. You're a bad smart device, aren't you? Oh, oh my. You are amazing for last generation CPU. Wow. That's the spot right there. I'm going to overclock. Oh yeah. But, I didn't get to finish uploading. Evan? Oh no. Evan, what happened? Evan, are you okay? Evan? Evan will no longer be joining us. Now, it is my intro. Tonight, on the Midnight Train Podcast, we discuss haunted brothels. Do they exist? Did they exist? Did Evan die in one? Does chainsaw work for me? <laughs> so sit back, pour your drink, and get your X-rated earbuds on, cause shit's about to get crazy. All aboard! Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. 
Happy Tuesday, all of you beautiful dark passengers, and the same to all of you ugly ones. If you're new here, welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. To all of our regular listeners, welcome back, you magnificent bastards. Uh, from paranormal and pseudoscience to the outright goofy, nothing is out of bounds. Uh, we are recording this episode from the Midnight Train Station here in Olmstead Township, Ohio. I am your host and the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me, as always, is my brother from another mother, the engineer of the underworld, my co-host, Jeff Butchko. How are you, buddy? Hey, yo. I'm doing great. It's Sunday. Uh, I'm on a, a kidney cleanse kind of deal. So, apparently, I had a kidney stone at one point. And mm, I shot it out. Well, I go to the bathroom a lot in my sleep. Not in my bed, but like I actually get up and sleepwalk <laughs> and go to the bathroom. That's a good thing. Yeah. And so... Apparently, I passed it then and didn't know, and it like just raked my insides oh, out. Yeah, so that's why you're all messed up the last yep. episode, right? Yep. So oh now I'm God. drinking like lots of cranberry juice and water, and I got anti-inflammatory. So if I sound like sleepy, I apologize. It's just drugs are bad. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> they're bad and good. <laughs> I'm uh, kind of on a different cleanse. Um, yeah. It was Riley, you know our our cohort over here, my son. It was his 21st birthday yesterday. That's right. And we took him to the Brewdog Hotel down in Columbus, which was fantastic. If you guys get a chance to go there, make sure you do it. It's awesome. It's dog friendly. There's tons of beers there. You can just walk upstairs and go to bed. It's great. Um, and then today woke up and then went to Hoofhearted, which is another amazing brewery. To me, is probably my favorite brewery. So, so this is like a nonstop. Like you went in the morning too, huh? I've not stopped drinking in fact this beer right here next to me yeah so this is going to be a fun episode is all i'm saying very nice so we'll see how this where this takes us and how many times i fuck up and you know whatever Absolutely. but yeah it's been a great time riley had a good time i don't know where he is though and that's kind of the problem so wait he's missing uh yeah so riley is not going to be here with us tonight because um you ever seen that movie uh what's the one uh the the, the, the hangover yeah uh, yeah you know how they kind of lost the one guy you lost riley on his 21st birthday kind of lost him well, I'll tell you what, if anybody can find him, I'm sure it's Chainsaw. Yeah, so if Chainsaw or anyone out there is listening, if you happen to know where Riley is, or, or any of you awesome listeners who, by the way, gave a ton of happy birthdays and whatnot to him, um, if you happen to see him on social media, let him know that we're kind of looking for him because yeah. I don't know where he is. But then again, I've been in a drunken stupor the whole time. So, <laughs> you know, Father of the Year award over here, you know. Maybe he got thrown into a haunted penitentiary for like a detox. Maybe. And he'll come back with lots of good stories. I hope. That's, that would be that's, awesome. That's what I hope for. Yeah, but he uh, he he did pretty well. He woke up with a, a hangover, and then I lost him. So nice. I did, did my he job. Do shots? No, no shots. Oh, no shots. Really? Yeah, no shots. He's okay. uh, he takes after me. We I don't really do shots. Yeah, you do, right? Oh yeah. And then you regret it the next day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it. <laughs> you do enough of them, and you're just like, you are a smelly pirate hooker. That's what happens. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. So no, I don't do shots anymore. I either drink my whiskey neat and Ooh, take it slow. Fancy. Yeah. Or I drink beer the entire time. And uh, uh, Riley kind of took after me, but yet no idea where the hell he is. Yeah. He's probably on a bathroom floor somewhere. His, you know, innards pouring out. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's hope not. <laughs> so Riley, if you're out there listening, buddy. Um, yeah. You're supposed to be here at work. Yeah. Riley, you're not here. <laughs> you're late. Yeah. 
You're fucking fired. <laughs> anyway, don't forget, before we leave the station, head on over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and sign up for the midnight bonus train to access our bonus episodes, including but not limited to our drunken movie reviews. Um, also, we have the uh, the new West Virginia State Penitentiary ride, as well as other other things that are just awesome on there so if you get a chance it's free so that's kind of cool i gotta say it's catching a lot of steam yeah it really is yeah i've noticed like you know you look at the analytics not to go <laughs> nerdy on you but you know stats are climbing yeah which is awesome views plays are yeah, climbing we've been, so we've it's, been getting it's awesome. a lot of uh, a lot of feedback a lot of new listeners a lot of new subscribers which uh by the way thank you guys so much for doing that for you know jumping aboard the train and going along for these really stupid most Mostly drunken rides. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, we now have a sponsor. Uh, I can't really say okay. definitively yes, but coming soon, we do have a sponsor, like a legit full-fledged sponsor, and I'm extremely happy about it. Is it Mothman Motorcycles? It's not, not yet. Today. They, <laughs> they're on the back burner <laughs> okay. right now. I'm waiting for them to come back, and you know they got to give us a good offer. That's you know true. I mean? That's like true. Either I get a free Mothman Motorcycle yeah. or fuck them. Yeah, that's a, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean they want to put in what two two pennies a show, right? What's right. that going to do for us? Nothing. I just want to fuck a motorcycle. Yeah, I mean that's Riley's. That's his uh, salary that we pay him. Well, d- that's double his salary, but still, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there, you can also listen to all of our regular episodes. Uh, buy some super sweet merchandise. Uh, you can like our and you know get our hand signed collectors posters that if you are watching on YouTube, they're on the walls and whatnot behind us. Yeah, um, and uh, you know please do us a favor and go on YouTube and subscribe to that station as well. Is it a station? It's a channel. 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 Yeah, yeah. Channel. Which, by the way, folks, you'll you'll notice there's not a lot on there yet, um, and some of the stuff is older from the beginning of season one. Um, we are still ironing out technical difficulties with our cameras and recording. Uh, so just be patient. It's eventually going to be up. You know, we've been talking about doing live streams too as well. Yeah. And we're, we're really close to, to getting that accomplished. So soon. And that's why it's a good idea to get on there and subscribe, because if you do, you'll get a notification via email or text or however you're set up when we go live or when we post a video. So you won't have to just, you know, wait around. When's it going right. to come? It'll actually tell you. It'll be like, yeah, so get on there and uh, like it, subscribe it, and then you'll be informed. Right. And, and, and listen, if you're if you're one of those, you know, super, you know, tech savvy people out there and you want to work for free for a couple of really awesome people, listen, get a hold of us. Yeah. You know, absolutely. if you're in the area or not and feel like driving. Look, this this is a big table. I don't <laughs> know if you've seen table. it on the video. We could fit a lot of chairs here. So a lot of people can fit on this table yeah. for sure. So if you know what you're doing, and because obviously we don't because we keep having these right. problems, you know, give us a, an email or whatever at the, the midnight train podcast yeah. at gmail.com or always go and to our how, website. How sweet would it be on a resume if you did your internship with us, right? Right. I mean, if I saw that and I'm an employer, I'd be like, I don't even need an interview. You're hired. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you're, I, yeah, like, what are you here for? Yeah. I Just don't care. Do it. Right. <laughs> so if you were looking for a way to help keep the steam on our engines, the best thing you can do is like and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, share the midnight train to everyone. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of new um, uh, reviews and stuff on Apple podcasts and whatnot. And it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to um, uh, Kevin, Kevin out there. You're awesome, dude. He's a actually a uh, he's a friend slash customer or whatever, and uh, he's been listening to the podcast, giving me some honest critiques about stuff, and uh, he went in and gave us a review. Nice. And, Did he uh, say anything about swearing too much? No. No, that's not odd. at all. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. 
Go figure that. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, just please, you know, share it to everyone that you listen to. Uh, you can always, you know, just grab someone's cell phone that you meet or, you know, just, just yeah. whatever, just grab their cell phone. On the, it doesn't matter where you are. And if you're in an airport, you see their cell phone now, just go in, open it up and put, Hey, I like the midnight train. Why not? You know what I mean? Um, Write it on the bathroom stall with a Sharpie marker, you know, next yeah. to Susie is a good time. one 800 yada yada put midnighttrainpodcast.com right after yeah, that yeah because we want to be associated with all those good times that people are having and then underneath that put free ride from riley <laughs> sucks when you're not here boy <laughs> maybe they know you did it maybe they don't anyway so uh but seriously word of mouth is how we're going to keep passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes and we, you know we love doing this man um, this is a, a huge thing to me, especially when it comes to the research. I love researching these things because all I do is listen to podcasts and all I do is want to find out more stuff. Right. But to me, it's like, I want to bring some humor. Yeah. I want to bring, you know, the fact that we are, you know, dudes just hanging out here, yeah. drinking some beers, like talking about this stuff. Right. It's an audio party, but I want people to learn from it. You know what I mean? So well, that's huge to me. It's funny you bring that up because lastly, join the Facebook group. If you, everybody's on Facebook at this point. If you're on Facebook, Get out of the hole you're in. I'm pretty sure you know? that like Facebook is everywhere. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you do. Like you can go to sign on to something else. That's like <laughs> log in with Facebook. Right. Yeah. Like Facebook's huge. So join. We have a group and it's really awesome. There's a lot of stuff going on every day. You know, chainsaws post and stuff. Moody's post and stuff. Chris, you know, we're posting. Everybody that you hear on the show is involved. Right. And, and a lot of fans that are involved. And there's some really goofy, funny stuff going on there. So and you could be part of it, too. Yeah, and it's no holds barred too. Like you know, we're in there. It's a community. It's a fun time. It's yeah. it's for us to just you know kind of interact with everybody and uh, you know friends, listeners who become friends, like whatever it is. You know, we're here because we we want to do this. Uh, you know, and we're never going to excommunicate or distance anyone out of it unless you're being a dick. If you're being a dick, then guess what? Fuck your face. <laughs> your fake news. Right. 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 Also, we are sending out a signed poster, sticker, and magnet to a random passenger who has left us a review (laughs) on Apple Podcasts. Today, the username is, drumroll, Horror Podcast Junkie. Oh. I heard a fart in that. Was that you? No, no. That was part of the name, I think. Oh, no. No, it's not. Try it one more time. It's Horror Podcast. (laughs) You sure is that part of the name? Horror Podcast Junkie. Ah, damn it. (laughs) Anyway, Horror Podcast Junkie, you left us, uh, left us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, and we greatly appreciate it. So please send us an email uh, to the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com with your full name, address, and we'll send your goodies out to you. Remember, the more reviews we get, the more we move up in the rankings, and the better chance that you guys have to be randomly selected to receive everything that Horror Podcast Junkie is going to get. And it's 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 a bonus for you because if you hang up those posters or put the magnet on your fridge, the minute you have a party or people come over, they're just mes- they're mesmerized. Like, oh yeah, it's like a deer in headlights. You know, they're like, "What is this? I need to know." You become what the king of the party yeah. area, thing. and then you get to tell them all about it because you're like super fan. You know, right? Yeah. Oh, you listen to podcasts, right? Have you, you get heard to be the one? elite person that can be like, ah, "You don't listen to these guys? <laughs> what the fuck?" You know what I mean? Like. Totally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, definitely we're going to send that out to you, uh, you know, uh, very soon here. And uh, we also have a, a couple other ones we're sending out as well. Um, we're still waiting to see who is taking Riley or who Riley is taking to oh, the haunted house. Yeah. I have an idea of who's winning. I'm feeling like it's kind of 
It's kind of one-sided at this point in time. You know what? Have you been watching it, though? The thread? It's pretty funny. A lot of guys are jumping in trying to save them. <laughs> and then Chainsaw's just outbidding them. You know what I mean? Listen, ladies. Riley really does not want to go with Chainsaw. And not because Chainsaw's a bad guy, but his name is Chainsaw. You know what I mean? That's scary enough yeah. for me. That's yeah. scary. And I know the guy really well. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys are out there and you you want to go on a date and listen, you can find pictures of him. I just posted a picture yesterday on our uh, uh, on all our social media of me and Riley hanging out looking steadily. Yeah. I, I mean, perhaps you're a single lady out there or a single mother rather. Right. Oh, the and single ladies. You got oh, kids, you know, and it's hard. You're working all day and you got to come home. You got to take care of these brats and feed them and do their laundry. Listen, hook up with Riley. He's great with kids. He'll take care of all six of them. All right. <laughs> So if you're out there and I know you're listening, put a dollar bid in. You know what? If you can only afford a dollar, put in a dollar and then hashtag help podcast or help yeah. Midnight Train podcast. Help Midnight we'll, Train. For every yeah. dollar you put in, we'll put in a penny. Now okay? we'll match it. I'll match it. You'll match it? Let's match it. Yeah. So we can, you know, we can beat Chainsaw once Let's and beat for Chainsaw. All. You put a dollar in, ladies, you put a dollar in, we'll throw a dollar in. You yeah. put $2 in, we'll put $2 in. You put $100 in, we'll put $2 in. Anyway. And, and listen, if all six kids are from different fathers, it doesn't matter. Riley, what, Riley doesn't matter? he likes that. Yeah, right. right. He's he, cool with that. He's, he's, he's totally good with that. Yeah. So lastly, we have yet another of mine and Jeff's projects. It's called Animus Incorporated. Uh, it's going to be in the boxcar at the end of this episode. Ooh. So wait until the end of the episode to hear what that shit is. And, uh, you know, rock and roll, of course. Except that's not rock and roll. It's actually, well, you guys got to listen to it to find out. So, all right, Jeff, let's get spooky. Where is the train? Hold on, hold on. Before I, before I release that, I've loved that we've had a lot of comments from our little uh, teasers. From yeah. last episode and people going, oh, what is it? And yeah. you guys all had a bunch of great guests. Some of them are kind of unbelievable how you got that yeah. out of what we did. Yeah. Yeah. But it, was, hey. it was a bit random. Yeah. Kind of like what? <laughs> yeah, right. but, but you also gave us a lot of ideas for future episodes. For to sure. Be honest for with sure. You. So, no, unfortunately, none of the guesses that we saw on social media were correct. However, Jeff is going to tell us where we're headed. So, Jeff, where's the train going today? Well, if you didn't figure it out by now from the intro, the epic intro where we lost our uh, our intro guy, our computer, he kind of, I don't know where he's at. I don't know if he's coming back. Hopefully he will. I hope Evan comes back. Sounded pretty nasty and gnarly. Yeah. Poor it, Evan. Yeah. At least he went out, you know, doing the thing. So it's <laughs> one what way he to loves go. To do. Yeah. 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 Uh, today we're going to head to the amazingly creepy yet also awkward world of haunted brothels haunted brothels remember folks it went boo that was there the that was the that was the hint right you can't get more descriptive than that right so I think we that's are pretty pretty we, on, on spot there. right it's haunted brothels and i know this is something that a lot of people don't even think about i was like I was actually talking to my wife and 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 Riley in the car on the way to where we were going or whatever. And I was like, yeah, the next episode's going to be about this. And she's like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess you're going to have to listen to the podcast to find out. <laughs> so this episode was actually a suggestion from one of our listeners. And to be honest, I didn't even know it was a thing. I started researching and thought, well, why the fuck not? Yeah. I mean, it sounds crazy enough. So, you know, it's funny. So I did a lot of research, too, as well. And there's one thing I noticed. I don't know if you noticed this. A lot of these, uh, what should we call them, uh, instances, okay, that were recorded were taken in Mexico. I didn't know that. And I was like, well, what the hell is the deal with Mexico? So I started thinking, and I'm like, you know what? I know a guy from Mexico. Yeah. I'm like, I should ask him. 
Okay. So I got a little interview here with our good friend Davey. Davey. I'd like to play for you. Really? Yeah. Let's Perfect. check it. Let's, let's check, check it, out. it out. Hello, this is Jeff from the Midnight Train podcast. Evan has the night off, can't be found, and is probably dead. Thanks to the magic of the internet, I'm here with our Mexican bureau chief, Mr. Davey Roth, live from his home in Cozumel. Hola, and how are you, Davey? Hola, Jeff. ¿Cómo estás? So this interview is going to air on the episode dealing with haunted brothels. In case you don't know what that is, Davey, it's El Jante Chica Chica Su Casa. Have you ever experienced a haunted brothel in Mexico or a El Jante Chica Su Casa? You know, the closest thing to this is no. People listening may not believe that you're actually Mexican. So is there anything you could say in Spanish to kind of prove, you know, that you are? Sure. We're not paying for the fucking wall, Trump. Eat shit and die. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> if that doesn't prove it, nothing will. Can you do me a favor, though? Could you say John swears too much on the Midnight Train podcast in Spanish? What would that sound like? Uh, that would be like, uh, John dice un chingo de groserías. Es un grosero pelado de lo peor. Y si mi mujer lo escuchara, se moriría. Me cae de madre. You know what? I'm going to sound sample that, and I'm going to loop it every time he swears from now on. That's beautiful. What would be your favorite episode we've done so far if you had to pick one? Oh, that's easy. Moody. <laughs> Moody. Do you know Moody? Yeah. Moody's running for president in 2020, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh, his God. his plan is to knock the wall down and give tacos to all of you guys. I mean, if he gets president, I will be able to go to uh, to the States because right now I cannot climb the wall. It's too, too, too crazy right now. This nope. is true. This is a true story. Yeah. So since I have you in this interview, um, you know, we've we've touched on it before. And do you know anything or have you ever witnessed or know anybody that's witnessed anything about a chupacabra? The the, the whole chupacabra thing came in Mexico, right? Yeah. When our dear president, I don't remember the name. He was an asshole. But <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. All right. This guy is with his left hand. He's stealing all the money from the country. On, on, with his right hand, he's pointing, Oh my God, a chupacabra! <laughs> so it's, everybody's it's like... It's a diversion, what? right? Yeah, everybody's okay. like, what's chupacabra? Look at that thing, a chupacabra! Everyone's like, all right. So you turn to your right, <laughs> while this guy is stealing the money, and it, it came really, really famous. Really? So, yeah, I mean... I had no like, idea. Like, the whole world knows about chupacabra. So... It's supposed to be this uh, weird animal that you, you know. You know what a cabra is. Yeah, way? yeah. It looks. It looks like a little like ratty dog that stands up and walks on its two legs like a human. But then I heard it like goes to birthday parties and steals little kids' birthday cakes and like disappears. <laughs> that's the well, that's the lore of the story that I've heard. But I obviously well, I don't live in Mexico, but you do, so you would know better than me. Well, first of all, let's start with this. All right, chupa all right. cabra. I want to translate that to English. Chupa is like sock. All right. Okay. And cabra is goat. So you, you got a, a goat <laughs> sucker, basically. So so you will have all these people on their ranch and be like, oh my God, my cattle is dying. People's like, what's happening? Ah, pinche chupacabra. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. I got you. All right. So we're going to have to do an awful episode on that because I didn't know there was a whole conspiracy behind it. All right. So, you know, I don't know if you've heard, you know who Riley is. Um, he actually mm -hmm. turned 21. Uh, the other day so now that this oh. is airing is a couple days before but so now that he is a 21 year old and he's an actual man he's an adult now how do you <laughs> think he would fend if we kind of just like threw him over the wall into mexico and maybe give him like five bucks to convert to pesos like do you think he would make it do you think he would or do you think he would i don't know 
something horrendous would happen. Well, let me put it this way, all right? <laughs> if Riley came to Mexico, he would be safer going to a haunted house with chainsaw, right? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so Riley, I know you're listening, obviously, right now. So, don't ever go to Mexico with five bucks because it's it's not as safe as going to the haunted house with chainsaw. Yeah, I mean, at least bring ten, not five. Don't be a cheap bastard. Got it. You can get it. Real quick here before we go, uh, I was told that you would actually sing us a song in Spanish, like a popular song. This right, three, two, one. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so, so that was my interview from an official Mexican. So he's not a he's not a Trump guy, huh? Well, I mean, would you be? I mean <laughs> I don't wanna even get into that. Yeah. I think they're fine. Here's the here's the consensus he, I get. He, he from straight conversations, up said, like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. From conversations I have with him from time to time, he, I think, Mex- and I, I'm not speaking for all Mex- Mexicans, but I think as a whole, they don't really care about the wall. It's funding it. They think it's bullshit. They have to pay for it. I think that's where the big disconnect is. And not to get, like, derailed into politics and right, whatnot, right, right, but right, yeah. I think that's where the uh, they're upset about is they don't, which makes they don't sense. give a shit because the wall's already there. Right. right. They don't give a shit about the wall. They just don't want to have to pay for it, which I can't blame them. Wh- right. Whatever. Which is never. And which, yeah. by the way, did you hear that? Uh, listen, to all of you people out there who may be left or right or pro or, or anti, that's not what we're about here. But I, I do want to say that I heard the other day that uh, that Trump totally said that he never said that he was going to have Mexico pay for the wall. Did you hear that? No. Yeah, he, he I mean, literally was like, time, but... I never said that. And I'm like sitting there going, yeah, you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so to Davey out there, you want to say awesome, dude. And thank you so much for your support and uh, the interview with Jeff. That's pretty awesome. I'm very excited. to. to yeah, we'll have more for sure. We'll have him on the show. We need to do the Chupacabra. Chupacabra episode. for sure. We're going to ride a train on that for, for yeah. sure. We're yeah. going to ride a train on that. Especially so. now that we know it's a uh, diversion conspiracy thing. That right. Makes right. it even better. Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, all right. So we're getting into haunted brothel. So first, just for the sake of being thorough, what is a brothel? Well, according to Wikipedia, a brothel, a brothel, <laughs> brothel, bordello, or whorehouse is a place where people engage in sexual activity with prostitutes. Ooh. Technically, any premises where prostitution commonly takes place qualifies as a brothel. However, for legal and cultural reasons, establishments often describe themselves as massage parlors, bars, strip clubs, happy ending saloons, <laughs> body rub parlors, rub and tugs, studios, whack on, wax off. <laughs> or for some other description. You forgot Bunny Ranch. Bunny Ranch, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all in there. Uh, sex work in a brothel is considered safer than street prostitution. Now, the reason I wanted to say that is because prostitution, obviously, is the business or practice of engaging in sexual activity in exchange for payment. Prostitution is sometimes described as sexual services, commercial sex, or colloquially, I hate that word, um, <laughs> hooking. You know, they're called hookers. Oh, look at a hooker. Yeah, she's out there. She's hooking. It is sometimes referred to um, euphemistically as the world's oldest profession. Now, we're not talking about uh, Julia Roberts, right? We're talking about like meth head hookers. 
go on. I mean, it's a, the the gamut. I yeah, think the I whole mean, gamut's out there. So I just want the listeners when they when they hear this and then their head they're picturing Julia Roberts running like din 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 din. Yeah, there's no glorification to it. It's not like that. No, no, no. I mean, it could be. I guess. I guess that's the 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 thing about it is is that there's your high scale and there's your low scale, top tier, top shelf, right, right. Which I think is it's it's just it's business is what it is. You know, so. Um, and, and so we, as we talk about this, a, 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 in the ancient Near East, along the Tigris-Euphrates River system, there were many shrines and temples or houses of heaven dedicated to various deities uh, documented by the ancient Greek historian Herodot- Herodotus. That's a weird word. <laughs> in, the his, in the It's called In the Histories. And you, if you guys see me quoting right now, hang on, hang on, <laughs> where sacred prostitution was a common practice. It sacred. Came, sacred prostitution, yes. Um, it came to an end when the Emperor Constantine in the 4th century AD destroyed the goddess temples and replaced them with Christianity. So thanks a lot, fucking Captain Buzzkill. <laughs> As yeah. it always happens yeah. with religion. He's like, no, you guys can't enjoy yourself. Today. <laughs> it's horrible. So as early as the 18th century BC, ancient Mesopotamia recognized the need to protect women's women's property rights. So in the Code of Hammurabi, Hammurabi, Ham, what, what is that word, Jeff? Hammurabi? Hammurabi. Ham, 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 sure, let's go with that. Hammurabi. All right. Um, provisions were found that addressed inheritance rights of women, including female prostitutes. In ancient Hebrew culture, according to Zohar and the alphabet of Ben Sirah, there were four angels of sacred prostitution who mated with Archangel Samuel. Um, Samael. Samael. So these are like the mythical gods yeah. of Hooken? Of, 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 yeah, of prostitution. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I That's amazing. Why is that I, listen, not a... Uh, I just did the, prosti- uh, did the research. I don't know. Why is that not like a Kevin Smith movie already? It should already? be. It should totally be. Kevin Smith, if you're out there listening, I... First of all, I love your movies. Second of all, <laughs> do a movie about that. Uh, they were the queens of the demons Lilith, Nama, Agrat, Bat, Mala, and Aseath, Zinamun. Oh. Man, those are weird. Yeah. In ancient Greece, both women and boys engaged in prostitution in, um, in the ancient world. Uh, female prostitution or prostitutes could be uh, independent and sometimes powerful and influential women. Uh, they were required to wear distinctive dresses and to pay taxes. Some similar taxes. <laughs> you had to pay taxes on it. Absolutely, it's uh, a business. We need your 1099 from uh, yeah last year. Yeah, but, but but listen, I'll get to my how I feel about this right. at the, towards the end of this. Some similarities have been found between the Greek hatera, the Japanese oran, and also the Indian tawaf. Uh, some prostitutes in uh, ancient Greece, such as Lais, were as famous for their company as their beauty. And some of these women charge shit tons of money for their services. So this wasn't like a, hey, give me five bucks, I'll give you a handy in the parking lot. This was like, <laughs> if, if you wanted to be with them, you had to pay a lot of money. Top shelf. Right, top shelf. Prostitution in uh, ancient Rome was legal, public, and widespread. A registered prostitute was called a meritrix, while the unregister- unregistered one uh, fell under the broad ca- category as a prostubulo. Uh, there were uh, some commonalities with the you know, Greek system, but as the empire grew, prostitutes were often foreign slaves, captured, purchased, or raised for that purpose, sometimes by large-scale prostitute farmers who took <laughs> abandoned children. Wow. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, when they say Do you it's think the, Isaiah is a prostitute farmer? I don't know. He might be. He could. I he, mean, he looks like them. He's got type. some shady things to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> he looks like the type yeah. for sure. So yeah, un, un, uh, or abandoned children were almost always raised as prostitutes. 
um, how fucked up, you know, where, how fucked up were the ancient Greeks? I mean, let's, let's talk about this real quick. They were using boys and it's just, yeah, anyway, Blech. enslavement into prostitution was sometimes used as punishment against women who broke the law. Buyers were allowed to inspect naked men and women for sale in private. And there was no stigma attached to the purchase of males by male nobles. So in other words, if you were a rich male dude or a rich just dude, you know, that you had some power or whatever, you could walk in and go, yes, I want him. I mean, that, yeah. that happened. Do you think he'd walk in and be like, maybe, maybe that's a theme song. Or maybe that's a, like a calling card. And that's why he did that. Maybe he's one of these guys reborn. And maybe. that's why he was so weird. Maybe. You know? <laughs> So in Asia, according to the Shia Muslims, uh, Shia Muslims, sorry. Shia LaBeouf? No, 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 Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Just do it! <laughs> Muhammad sanctioned fixed-term marriage, which is called Muta'ai in Iraq and Sighay in Iran, which has instead been used to just legitimize the business for sex workers in a culture where prostitution is otherwise forbidden. Uh, the Sunni Muslims, who make up the majority of Muslim, Muslims worldwide, believe the practice of fixed-term marriage was dissolved and ultimately forbidden by either Muhammad or one of his successors, Umar. Uh, Sunnis regard prostitution as sinful and forbidden. Some Western writers have argued that the muta'ah, 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 is basically prostitution. So that's what we were talking about earlier. That's like where you have the... You know, they come in and say, okay, yeah, we're, yeah, this is my daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you give your daughter away and they're like, well, we'll give you this much money. And it's like, yeah, that's gross. You know, <laughs> um, Julie Parshall writes that Muta is legalized prostitution, which has been sanctioned by the Twelver Shia authorities. She quotes the Oxford Encyclopedia of Modern Islamic World of the uh, uh, Modern Islamic World to differentiate between marriage, which is Nikah and Muta. And states that while nikah is for procreation, that means baby. Yes. Muta is just for sexual gratification, which is get out. Kind of the same thing. Right. But not really. According to the Zenyo Baran, uh, this kind of temporary marriage provides the Shiite men with religiously sanctioned equivalent with a re religiously sanctioned equivalent to prostitution. Again, prostitution all over the place. According to Elena Andriva's observation published in 2007, Russian travelers to Iran consider muta to be legalized immorality, which is indistinguishable from prostitution. Religious supporters of muta argue that uh, temporary marriage is different from prostitution for a couple of reasons, including the necessity of ida in case the couple um, have sexual intercourse. It means that if a woman marries a man in this way and has sex, she has to wait for a number of months before marrying again, and therefore a woman cannot marry more than three or four times in a year. What the no, fuck? Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> I don't think Kelly Clarkson's a Shiite. I don't think I don't know, Maybe not. So, so, so prostitution's been around for a long time. Yeah, and there's all kinds of rules behind right. it, too, for being back in the day, which Dude, is odd, you know? You know what I forgot? And I'm sorry for all you guys out there that are waiting for me to crack that beer. It's uh, it's it's kind of overdue. So uh, to all of you beautiful oh, people out yes. there, this is for you. Oh, I like that one better than the, the crazy disco version or whatever it is. So cheers to you all out there. Very nice. Very all right. Nice. So 
Throughout the Middle Ages, the definition of a prostitute can have a double meaning, with various non-religious and devout church organizations defining prostitution in constantly evolving terms. Even though medieval non-religious authorities created legislation to deal with the occurrence of prostitution, they rarely attempted to define what a prostitute was because it was deemed unnecessary to, quote, specify exactly who fell into that specific category. <laughs> hey, you're a whore. <laughs> right. <laughs> of a prostitute. Uh, the first known definition of prostitution was found in Marseille, Marseille's, 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 double L, Marseille's, whatever, that guy, 13th century status, which included a chapter entitled De Meretribix, Meretribus. Ah, man, these fucking words. Yeah. Um, which means regarding prostitutes. So the Marseille, Marseillaise, let's just call it that, uh, designated prostitutes as public girls who day and night received two or more men in their house and as a woman who, quote, did business trading their bodies within the confines of a brothel. Okay. So right so now, that's the start of a whorehouse. That's, that's pretty much the start of it right there. Like, so they're saying, you know, you've, you've got these women who are using their bodies to make a living for money, for money, right? dirty money, right? That's, that's what they're doing. So a 14th century English tract facilis morum states that the term prostitute quote, must be applied only to those women who give themselves to anyone and refuse none. And, and that for monetary gain, unquote. In, uh, or end quote, whatever it is. In general, prostitution was not typically a lifetime career choice for women. Women usually alternated their career of prostitution with uh, petty retailing and providing food or other items, or only occasionally turning to prostitution in times of great financial need. So this seems to be like a, a means to an end, right? Yeah, which is probably still happening today. Right, I'm sure it still does. You know, I mean, hell, you hear about it all the time. Yeah. So women who became prostitutes often did not have family ties or means to protect themselves from the lure of prostitution and it has been recorded on several occasions that mothers would be charged with prostituting their own daughters in exchange for extra money. Medieval civilians accepted prostitution as a necessary part of medieval life. Prostitutes weakened the sexual tendencies of male youth just by existing. With the establishment of prostitution, men were less likely to collectively rape Honest William. William. <laughs> Women. Fuck. Jesus Christ. How now, yes. brown cow? Yes. How yes. now, brown cow? Thank you. Cow. I appreciate that. So they How were they were less likely. <laughs> they were less likely to rape honest women. Not William. I don't know who that is, but fuck him. <laughs> um, which makes Literally. sense, though. Yeah, but it makes sense, though. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. If you have the accessibility to go out and to to get rid of your 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 primal urges and your primal yeah. needs, you you're not going to go out there and you know do something horrendous to somebody else you so you've, I mean? you've seen i'm sure in the news uh these dolls these these lifelike dolls that they're making now and yes. like i think it's in china or japan if i'm not mistaken i'm not sure but i know what you're and talking it's, about it's to cut down on on rape and uh, pedophilia and all that stuff and i guess it's working i don't know Listen, i mean did they say it is whatever it takes to to stop these d-bags from doing this honestly and 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 i'll listen I'll, I'll prolong my opinion until the end of this because you know first and foremost just keep it in your fucking pants dudes um yeah riley yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is most clearly demonstrated in saint augustine's claim that the removal removal of the institution would bring lust into all aspects of the world meaning that without prostitutes to curb male tendencies men would go after innocent women instead Thus, the prostitutes were actually doing the society as a whole a favor. 
which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it does. It completely makes sense. All right. So although brothels were still present in most cities and urban centers and could range from private bordellos run by a woman from her home to public baths and centers established by the actual towns, the only centers for prostitution legally allowed were the institutionalized and publicly funded brothels. Publicly funded brothels. What you got over there? Uh, it's just, it's a little snack. I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> just eating a snack while I'm talking about prostitutes. God damn it, Jeff. It's a Reese's cup for Halloween. Ooh, no, it's not. That's like a, what is that? <laughs> it's a cliff bar. <laughs> you ruined it. It was going to be a Reese's cup for the listeners. So furthermore, brothels theoretically banned the patronage of married men and clergy. So therefore, you know, it was enforced and there is evidence of clergymen uh, present in brawls that took place in the brothels. Thus, the clergy were at least present in brothels at some point or another, which is hilarious to me. You know, you got, you know, Mr. Church guy over there. It's like getting in fist fights at a freaking brothel. I think it's like the scene from Kingsman where he's in the church and everybody's just like, you know, stakes yeah. and chopping heads Jesus, off. but that's my bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it happened. So, anyway, they basically said that if you were a married man or if you were a part of the church, you weren't allowed to come into the brothels, which makes sense because married men, first and foremost, you shouldn't be doing that shit. But do you Second think they all, snuck in? Do you think they did the old trick where well, they, they put their hand did. in their pocket and when it comes back out, there's no ring? Because <laughs> I knew a Canadian that could do that really well. The slip and slide? Yeah. Yeah. The slip and slide. You, oh, actually, you knew a Canadian I, I, that could I do that really well. I know that same Canadian, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. It was really funny because, you know, he'd be sitting there. And, and a girl would come up and he'd stick his hand in his pocket and he'd pull it back up and his ring would be gone. It was like a magic trick. Yeah. 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 Preaching about, you know. And then he preaches about, you know, yeah. adultery and. Right. Yeah. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, right buddy. Now. So the clergy, like I said, they, they were there or whatever. So uh, to me, it's freaking hilarious. Um, you, you know, just imagine some priest or preacher going to a whorehouse and getting into a fist fight, just smacking <laughs> motherfuckers with his Bible. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> y'all like, motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> either that or he just yells out like stuff from the Bible, like John three sixteen, <laughs> And then it socks the guy. That's my bitch. Yeah. So brothels also settled the obsessive fear of the sharing of women and solved the issue of collective security. The lives of prostitutes and brothels were not sheltered like nuns, and only some lived permanently in the streets assigned to them. Prostitutes were only allowed to practice their trade in the brothel in which they worked. Brothels were also used to protect prostitutes and their clients through various regulations. So it was all regulated. So this was like a like this was an actual business thing back then. AKA the pimp. Right, but 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 it was like on a bigger scale of a pimp. The business pimp. Right, a pimp. You know, I got my strong hand. It's not yeah. him. You know what I mean? It's, it, this is like almost like if the uh, you know the government took hold of that and said we're going to be your pimps now. Yeah. And imagine having that clout behind you. You know. Yeah. Like these motherfuckers aren't going to let anything happen to me. You know. Right. So I, I don't know. I think it's anyway. Anyway, I'll tell you what I think in a minute. All right. <laughs> um. So prostitutes were only allowed to practice their trade in the brothel which they worked like i said brothels were also used to protect the prostitutes for example the law that quote forbid brothel keepers from beating them you know that was a law they put into place they said you were not allowed to beat these workers you know you can't pip smack a hoe right however brothel regulations also hindered prostitutes lives for for forbidding them from having lovers other than their customers Ooh. or from having a favorite customer. So if you were one of these workers, you weren't allowed to actually have a dude. Can't make a hoe a housewife. That's right. Can't make a hoe a housewife. <laughs> Courts showed the conflicting views on the role of prostitutes in non-religious laws as prostitutes could not inherit property, defend themselves in court, or make accusations in court. However, prostitutes were sometimes called upon as witnesses 
during trial. So, you know, as much as they may have been looked down upon, they weren't looked down upon as they are now. That, that sounds like a very, uh, like, white man back in the day thing to do. Here, you're going to have sex with all these men and then pay me the money. And you're not going to do anything else. But if I need you in court, you're going to shut up today. <laughs> but if I need you, you better be there, bitch. So, yeah, okay. So, by the end of the 15th century, attitudes seem to have begun to harden against prostitution. Uh, an outbreak of syphilis, uh-huh. that'll do it, in Naples in 1494, which later swept across Europe and which may have originated from the uh, Columbian Exchange. Now, the Columbian Exchange, or Grand Exchange, was the widespread transfer of animals, plants, culture, human populations, communicable disease, technology, and ideas between the American and Afro-Eurasian hemispheres in the 15th and 16th century. So it's like the black market. It was basically everything got changed. So once they, you know, once Christopher Columbus came over and was like, hey, guess what? There's a whole new world over here. And it's flat. Right. Then everyone goes... Let's take our shit over there. Yeah. So they brought everything with them. All right. So and the uh, prevalence of other tre- um, sexually transmitted diseases from the earlier 13th century may have been causes of this change in attitude. So in other words, they're like, well, wait a minute. People are just fucking and people are getting sick. Maybe this shouldn't be legal. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's, to me, it's just and again, I want to wait to the end of this to, to, to voice my opinion. Yeah. But to me, it's just kind of fucked up that if you if you went out as a single man, and you met up with a young lady, and y'all went out and did a hibbity dibbity, it's bad. And if you got herpes or syphilis from it, it's even worse. But if I you triple dog <laughs> But if you happen to pay her for her time, then it's fine, right? No, then it's not fine. It's even it's even worse. It's a, it's actually like a chargeable offense. But isn't that what taking someone out to dinner and a movie and you know, all that. Anyway, anyway, we'll get to that. Look, we'll get to that. The Midnight Train podcast is not here to instill morals in you <laughs> listeners. There's no morality you make your, here. You make your own mind yeah, up. That's right. In my head, I see all these prostitutes as Julia Roberts walking around shopping for shoes, you know, do, 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 do. With the great big grin, yeah. and she takes that thing, and a guy snaps it closed when she's yeah. reaching for the thing. It's like, and, then, <laughs> and then he's all sad because she won't marry him, you know? Yeah. He's like, oh. Can't make a hoe housewife. By the early 16th century, the association between prostitutes, plague, and contagion emerged, causing brothels and prostitution to be outlawed by the acting governments. Furthermore, outlawing brothel keeping and prostitution was also used to strengthen the criminal law, um, well, the system of the 16th century rulers. Canon law defined a prostitute, but canon law, by the way, is anything pertaining to the Bible, as we all know, right? Okay. Um, religious law, we'll call it that, defined a Oh, geez. Defined a prostitute as a promiscuous woman, regardless of financial elements. The prostitute was considered a, quote, whore who was available for the lust of uh, many men and was most closely associated with promiscuity. In the 19th century, legalized prostitution became a public controversy as France and the United Kingdom passed the Contagious Diseases Act, which were laws mandating pelvic examinations for suspected prostitutes. The legislation applied not only to the United Kingdom and France, but also to the overseas colonies. France, instead of trying to outlaw prostitution, began to view prostitution as an evil necessary for society to function. Go fucking France. It makes sense. I, I love France. 
I mean, it seems like you could do anything there. I it love just it. seems like they're the most chill. They like you do I not mean, like this. Let's look at it this way: their fries are amazing. Their toast is amazing. That's not where either of those come from. Yeah, French fries, French no, toast. No, that's that's incorrect. French bread. That's maybe the bread. French's mustard. <laughs> I mean, like you can't go wrong, right? So, I do not make the Frenches. <laughs> ah. I give a cigarette to a baby. Are you like this? It's fine. I do it like this. We like the prostitutes. Why? Because I pay for the sex and I go home to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> they, they brought us a lot of good stuff. <laughs> the French have actually, yeah, brought us a lot of stuff. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did create that. That was great. <laughs> so this legislation applied not only, whatever, I, I, I'm going back over my shit here. So, France chose to regulate the prostitution, introducing a morals brigade into the streets of Paris. A similar a morals brigade. Morals brigade, right? So it's like. How would police? you like to be the hall monitor in school? <laughs> oh, wait, wait! Please put your shirt back on. The moral brigade <laughs> is coming. You put your dick away. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's not happening. Not right now. Yeah. Um, so they basically sent them out in the streets. A similar situation also existed in the Russian Empire. Prostitutes operating out of a government sanctioned government sanctioned brothels were given yellow internal passports, internal passports, signifying their status and were subjected to weekly physical exams. So basically, a whore diaphragm was crammed up into their hoo-ha. That's amazing. So here in the States, if you party too hard, you get yellow plates, right? They got yellow cards right up there. Party plates. Yeah, they They, got party plates. They got party pussies. Yeah. 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 That's what happened. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, sometimes you got to race. France does everything awesome. Yeah, I know. I think that I need was to Russia. Relocate. That was Russia. Oh, Russia. oh okay. They say, hey, we have to give you this. You know, <laughs> yeah. I am so sorry that we have to give you the thing to go up in your hoo Have know? a shot at vodka. Yeah. <laughs> you won't feel a thing. Listen, we don't care what you do, but you have to have this yellow flag shoved up into your vagina and make it oh. legal. Imagine being the guy and like things are going great. This girl's a keeper, you know? Hitting all the right moves, everything in She's common. She's awesome. You love you her. Know? Yeah. And it comes to that night. Things are hot and heavy. You know, clothes are coming off. Things are happening. And you go in and all of a sudden it's like, ow, <laughs> paper cut. What was that? And you pull out a yellow flag and like a soccer a, game. Yeah, it's like Willy Wonka <laughs> chocolate bar getting the golden ticket, but it's the golden ticket you don't want. Yellow card. Yeah. yeah, yellow card, exactly. <laughs> I got the yellow card, no. Yeah. Um. So a major work prostitution uh, called Prostitution Considered in Its Moral, Social, and Sanitary Aspects was published by William Acton in 1857, which estimated that the county of London had eight, 80,000 prostitutes and that one house in 60 was serving as a brothel. Holy shit. Wow. 1800s. That's a lot of... Er- er- yeah, that's a lot of... Jeez, I can't even think about that. So, Leo Tolstoy's novel Resurrection describes legal prostitution in 19th century Russia. So, obviously, this is something that's been going around for a while. During this period, prostitution was also very prominent in the Barbary Coast, San Francisco, as the population was mainly men due to the influx from the gold rush. Let's get that gold! So, wait. In San Francisco, back then, right? Had prostitutes. There was brothels everywhere. But it was men. It was male prostitutes. So they're running around up and down San Francisco like. Nope, nope, nope. You got that wrong. No, 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 no. No, no, that's not. No, no, no. no. What I'm saying is it was mostly men out there. So when they had women out there, they would create the brothels for the men. Makes sense. Mind blown. (laughs) 
Mind-blown. One of the more successful madams was Belle Cora, who inadvertently got involved in a scandal involving her husband, Charles Cora, shooting U.S. Marshal, Marshal, excuse me, U.S. Marshal William H. Richardson. This led to the rise of new statutes against prostitution, gambling, and other activities seen as immoral. So way to go, Bella Coral and Charles Coral, for fucking up a good thing. You had to shoot a U.S. Marshal, and now you gotta not be able to sell your hoo-ha for money. You know what well, I mean? Well, how about, how about like the, the cowboy times when this is like... You know what I mean? Like, this was like a huge thing for the cowboy time. You go to the bar and... It was all. It was everywhere. Right, all the time. Absolutely, and it, it, it was a common thing. Yeah, like you go to go to the whorehouse. Yeah. In fact, one of my favorite movies of all time was the best little whorehouse in Texas. Never seen it. Oh my god, are you serious? It's good. Burt Reynolds, Dolly Parton. It's one of the best, just funniest, goofy movies you'll yeah. ever see in your life, and I absolutely love it. I actually kind of have a uh, kind of a deep connection with my wife with this movie, and I know this sounds really weird to say it that way, but. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's Do a great tell. movie. You got to check it. So if you guys don't know about the, uh, the best little whorehouse in Texas, please watch that. It's an old school movie, but it's fantastic. So the leading theorist in, in the 20th century of communism opposed prostitution. Communist governments often attempted to repress the practice immediately after obtaining power, although it always persisted. In contemporary communist countries, it remains illegal, but is nonetheless common. The uh, economic decline, economic decline, brought about the collapse of the Soviet Union led to increased prostitution in many current or former communist countries. Originally, prostitution was widely legal in the United States. Do you hear that, folks out there listening right now? It was widely legal. Prostitution was made illegal in almost all states between 1910 and 1915, largely due to the influence of the Women's Christian Temperance Union. On the other hand, prostitution generated much national revenue in South Korea that the military government encouraged prostitution for the U or for their military. Like they were making so much money yeah. for the military and getting the money from that that they were literally like, please keep doing it. You know, just getting that hoo-ha money. Right. You know what I mean? Cha-ching. In 1956, the United Kingdom introduced the Sexual Offenses Act of 1956. While this law did not criminalize the act of prostitution in the United uh, United Kingdom itself, it prohibited such activities as running a brothel. Soliciting was made illegal by the Street Offenses Act of 1959. These laws were uh, partly repealed and altered by the Sexual Offenses Act of 2003 and the Policing and Crime Act of 2009. So as we're looking back on this, this was mostly legal in most parts of the world. Yeah, I mean, prostitution was a legal thing. And uh, once again, as I I said earlier, it was meant to be more of a uh, it was a uh, it was a necessary evil Right. You know, so right. if, if you had this there and you had people who had these urges that didn't know how to repress it, didn't know how to help themselves, didn't know how to. I got a boner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Didn't know how to stop themselves. They had a place to go. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, think about it. If, if like, I don't know, if murderers could go to a slaughterhouse and take their aggression out, maybe there'd be less aggression or less murder. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. You see now they have a, uh, it's a destruction room, I think it's called. Yeah, for people just go beat that, the shit yeah, out of like stuff. they put you in a room with a baseball bat yeah. or whatever like weapon of your choice and there's all kinds of just old shit in there that you can literally beat the hell out of you yeah. like pay by the hour why not well that's kind of along these lines it's along the same yeah, yeah exactly it's the same kind of a concept where you're like you gotta get it out somehow right. you know cause some people just don't have that wherewithal to stop themselves from acting upon their urges right. you know so you know it's just like in uh, in Canada they have 
regular porn on TV. You know, do they really? Yeah, you can like it's just it's on it's prevalent on TV. You can do there it is, and they do that because I mean, why hide it from people? You know, to to prevent situations of people going and you know yeah. raping someone else. You know. So anyway, beginning in the late 1980s, many states in the U.S. increased the penalties for prostitution in cases where the prostitute is knowingly having HIV. That makes a lot of fucking sense. Because, you know, that's the gift that keeps on giving right there, and I don't want it. Right. You know, so penalties for felony prostitution vary with maximum sentences of typically 10 to 15 years in prison. So now, in the 21st century... The Afghans revived a method of prostituting young boys, which is referred to as bakabazi. Uh-oh. Bakabazi is a slang term in Afghanistan for a wide variety of activities involving sexual relations between older men and younger adolescent men or boys. What in the fucking fuck? Like, that's fucking... Ugh. This is 21st century. That's like now. That's scary. Ugh. Like, listen, Afghans, I love your blankets and dogs, but come the fuck on. Ugh. Do you think that was happening at Neverland Ranch? Bakabazi? I, I, maybe. Was 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 he? Like, Get your feet down, <laughs> Bakabazi! <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's I don't think he was Afghani. No, no, he may have been. Yeah, I think he practiced Bakabazi though. No, he did that with or without. I mean, it, according yeah. to that documentary, right? Jeez. <laughs> okay, so now that we've discussed the history of prostitution and brothels, Jeff, let's get spooky all right, all right to the good stuff huh? yes so i wanted to get all that stuff out of the way yeah, so, so everybody's in well informed right where it came from right and what it exactly means right. and if you don't know what a whorehouse is or a hooker or a prostitute i mean now you do yeah <laughs> now you do yeah. now you know yeah and listen my honest opinion and like i said i was gonna wait on this or whatever but i i firmly believe that it should be legalized because just like with when it comes to um, you know uh, abortion and stuff like that, I believe a woman's body is her choice. What she wants to do with it is her choice. So I believe if she's like, listen, I'm making a shit ton of money yeah. doing this, and I'm helping an e- possible evil cause. Well, that's the fine line, though. They got to know what they're signing up for, and of like course. I don't know, like have you ever seen the uh, after porn documentaries, like on Netflix? Yes, it, like. The, it's it's such a common theme where like all these girls get into the business and they think it's just oh I'm just gonna ir- ir- on camera and get lots of money and it's hard and then they realize that it's a lot more than that it's really right. degrading and, I, and, I and there's think, a lot of like vulgar stuff that right. happens and I think that's kind of collectively what it should be just like porn like when someone signs up for porn I know they think that there's money to be made and this is male or female uh, there's money to be made there but there's also a lot of negative sides to it you know yeah. what I mean but prostitution should be the same way you know what i mean like yeah. if, if if you can make porn movies someplace then which is somebody getting paid to have sex then why can't somebody get paid to have sex well i think the reason why in my opinion yeah is because i mean okay so your establishment you've seen you've had your handful of uh interesting people come in and out of there right always yeah. so i mean imagine like if you're a girl and you know what you're getting into but you always get that the crazy wacko that takes a little too far. That's and anything I think, I think you that's, do. Well, it is. And that's why it should be mandated by the actual government. The government, whether it be local, state, or or, or countrywide, yeah. you know, federal, I believe if, it, if it's mandated, then then it's, you know, you get the legislation behind it to say, listen, we've got your back. Now, 
we're going to take a part of this, just like the weed organization that's going on right now. Yeah. That was something that was fucking illegal. And now, I mean, hell, who is it? Uh, Colorado is now like basically feeding all of their homeless because of their freaking weed. You know what I mean? If some, all I'm saying. But it's is, like a strip club when you go and you get like a VIP dance or you get a, right. a lap dance. Like you cannot touch the girl, obviously. And I'm assuming it goes the same way for guys, for females for guy strip clubs I don't know but I have no idea yeah, yeah. so like you can't dudes are probably like hey, 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 touch me touch me helicopter 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 <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like there's there's always like you know the big guy like chainsaw standing in the corner just watching the whole time to make Which sure you be. do not you know if maybe if they had something like that with this then eh, wouldn't that wouldn't also any- make it more of a a safety thing for these women who are out there right now who aren't ha- that don't have that that are out there that I mean, I'm saying the fact they don't have that, they probably shouldn't be doing this, and that's probably why we correct. And that's and what as I, a whole. But I'm don't saying legalize. And it. on the other side of that, we should legalize it because of that. Yeah, because you've regulations, got you've got you these know? girls out here now, man, that are just hitting the city streets, and they don't know who they're getting involved with. And you know, I listen to so many. Again, everyone out there knows that uh, if you're new here, I listen to a lot of fucking podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a lot of really fucked up podcasts, but. There's so many people that go out and look at these girls as like the bottom of the barrel, and so it's easy. It's it's an easy kill. Yeah. For these people that are just trying to get their fucking rocks off. Well, if you legitimized it and you had some sort of defense there, then these girls who are, let's just say, it's your only means of of being able to do whatever you're doing, just like stripping. Yeah. Um. Then it no longer becomes a, a safety hazard for them and it's still allowing these people who may go and rape somebody tomorrow yeah. to have a, a way to go and get that out. Or they can actually fall in love and find the right person and next thing you know it's just like Why do you love me? Why do you need me? Always and forever We met Stay at home and eat all the chips Napoleon. I don't even know where the fuck that came from. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you do that because, you know, I go I, I, I'll go on a tangent and, yeah, see and that, whatnot. But no, but seriously, though, it should be legalized and it should be a thing and it should be mandated by the government. And these 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 uptight assholes who control everything need to fucking relax a little bit. And they're too busy putting cash in their own pockets. Right. Let people do what they're going to do. So that's all I'm saying. All right. So listen, first we have the Dumas brothel. The Dumas Brothel in Butte, Montana was the longest-running active brothel in the United States. The brothel was founded by French-Canadian brothers brothers Joseph and Arthur Nadeau. Nadeau? Nadeau? How do you pronounce that, Jeff? Nado. Nado. Is that Nado? Nado! No, that's Nadeau. Nadeau. I like Nado better. Nadeau. Nado. Whatever. In 1890, and named after the nominal owner, um, Delia Nadeau Nidomas. What is with, with these names? God, the names are fucked up. It's it's almost like the woman birthed the child and was screaming just nonsense. And the guy's like, that's it. That's the name. <laughs> that must be a name. And the doctor's trying to translate it. So he just scribbles <laughs> down what it sounds like. You lady, write this down. Um, <laughs> well, that was Joseph's wife. Uh, it grew considerably through the years with the uh, miners employed, employed by the city's copper mines, often patronizing the establishment. After several changes of the madams and continuing pressure from authorities, the brothel closed in eight or 1982. So for those of you out there that aren't familiar with the term madam, um, it's essentially the pimp or the leader, the one in charge she's, of the whorehouse. She's the head bitch in charge yeah. is what she is. Yeah. Absolutely. She's the one that's like, she's got nope. all the attitude, yep. all the sass. She's like, nope. Yeah. 
Yes. Okay. You can wait. Who? What girl do you want? Yeah. Nope. Like in, I love in uh, Harold and Kumar. You've seen all those, right? Mm-hmm. I hope. Remember the Guantanamo Bay where they take Neil Patrick Harris and they go to the brothel and it's uh, Beverly D'Angelo from National Lampoon's. <laughs> yes. And she's like, "Bitches, line up!" And all the girls line up. She's like, "Which one of these calls right. do you want?" Boys? She's the head bitch in charge, right? Yeah, she was Absolutely. the madam. Madam Sally, I think her name was in the movie. Absolutely. And now they de- described as rare, intact commentary. It was a rare, intact commentary on social history. At the time of its closure, it was the longest operating brothel in the United States, having operated years after prostitution was made illegal. Now, after closing, the brothel changed hands several times, eventually becoming a tourist attraction owned and managed by a series of Butte residents. Every time I see Butte, I just see butt. Booty. I want to call them butt. All the, yeah. Or booty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like booty. the word brothel now that we're talking about it. Brothel? Yeah. Why? I feel like it's a Campbell's good that you get in the grocery store like, make sure you get cream of brothel <laughs> on your way home, Martha. <laughs> That's broth. Maybe. But that's what I'm saying. It that's sounds where like broth. It's like it's so correlated. Do you to want that. me to just change everything to whorehouse from here? It on just out? doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Can we do that? I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. All right. The ghostly activity at the Dumas run uh, at at the Dumas runs the gambit of paranormal activity. Reports range from cold spots to being touched by invisible hands. Ooh. Also, disembodied voices, moaning and groaning, and sounds that would be expected at a brothel. Inka, inka, inka. Boo. Yep. That's you hear it? Did you hear that? I mean, that's what happened to Evan. Did I don't know if that? you guys heard the intro, but oh, he went Evan. investigating for us, and we don't know if he's going to be back. We don't even know if he's alive. He's, I've been running oh, GPS. He's okay. He's. I. I feel Evan strong. He's not on locate my phone it's GPS. It's just weird so. that he's like our AI guy, and and yet he might be dead. I'm just. I'm really thankful again and happy that he went out doing what he loves to do, and it happened to be with Amazon Alexa, which is. That's like a Hollywood, you know what I mean? Squeaking them You have springs. your celebrity crushes. Well, Evan yeah. Evan got to live his, Squeaking in his final springs. moments. That's right. He banged yeah. out Alexa, but I feel like she may have killed him. Um, many photos have been taken that show various manifestations, including the mysterious floating orbs, which seem to be all through the Dumas. <laughs> Number five, a floating <laughs> orb at Dumas. Jeez. Oh, Number five. While some ghosts have been identified, most are unknown and believed to be apparitions of prostitutes who died at the Dumas. One of these ghosts, however, is very well known. It is the ghost of a uh, the former Dumas uh, brothel uh, madam named Eleanor Knott. So on, now this is a quote here that I'm reading here for you guys. On February 8th, 1955, Madame Eleanor Knott of the Dumas brothel had made a decision to change her life. She had decided to run away from the coochie for sale business. <laughs> Wait, what? Shouldn't it be the other way around? <laughs> no. She decided to run away from the coochie for sale business, the coochie for sale business, with her lover and start a new life. So she tried to get out. She didn't want to sell her punani. A.K.A. Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, pretty right, kind woman. Of, yeah, yeah. Her lover was a married Butte businessman, but... Uh, booty, whatever. Eleanor waited patiently with a uh, suitcase in hand, but her lover never showed. In the Aww. morning, Eleanor was found in room 19 of the Dumas brothel, dead of an overdose of sleeping pills and alcohol. A sad ending for the madam, but it appears that she has never given up hope that her lover will soon arrive. The ghost of Madame Knott has been seen on many occasions by several witnesses. She is said to be standing or pacing, waiting with a suitcase in hand, 
and it would suck if the dude broke down or something and just couldn't make it that night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you think about that? Like he's like, oh, I'm gonna go there. All of a sudden, his car's like, yeah. He's like, oh no! And all of a sudden, she's like, he didn't make it. Maybe he was like stuck on the toilet with some gnarly like digestion problems. Right. Maybe he had a problem, and there was no phones back in '55. Yeah, well, there was I mean, phones, but there was no like you know you couldn't really send an email or a yeah. text real quick. You know, like I I don't know. That seems sad. Life without emojis is crazy if you think about it. <laughs> right <laughs> it's gifts for me yeah those I, are good too i literally like my wife and i got into an argument the other day and it was nothing but gifts the whole time that's pretty awesome that is pretty awesome i wish i could like like transpose that and put it up online yeah so you guys could see how my wife and i fight because i love her to death but thank god for gifts. lucky <laughs> all right so the next one the Burge Cage, Burge Cage jesus the bird cage theater for all of you listeners out there who may be going wow john can't talk I'm really drunk right now. It's and been I, what, like at least forty-eight hours of at least forty-eight nonstop? hours of me just consuming mass amounts yeah. of beer. Yeah. So John is drunk over two days, and I'm stoned out of my mind with you know medication. This is this should be good. So this is going to be a high-rated <laughs> episode, and Riley's nowhere to be found, and we don't know where Riley is. Hopefully, Chainsaw will text you soon. With, oh yeah, you know, he's be like, I got him. Yeah, <laughs> we're headed to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 Your boy is fine. Oh God! Day night begins. Uh, speaking of, uh, by the way, we 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 also are, are going to have Chainsaw come in next weekend, I believe, or next uh, next episode, right? I was going to leave it for a surprise, uh, but that's good. Yeah, I broke it. Sorry, that's I broke good. the seal. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have Chainsaw come in, and he's going to talk to you guys a little bit, and you guys can hear the uh, absurdity that is known as chainsaw there's a lot of people looking forward to this <laughs> good a lot i hope of people. so because chainsaw is awesome he's a good dude and he also scares the piss out of me and so. i would love to you know for our listeners out there if you guys can formulate some questions by the end of the week that would be awesome and we will ask chainsaw on the air that's a great idea because i'm sure that. there's a million of them in your guys's heads i love that for yeah. any of you listeners out there right now and for when chainsaw comes in next week and we're not going to tell you guys what the episode is and todd you cannot ask chainsaw yeah, a question todd fuck off <laughs> <laughs> we love you and happy almost birthday but no um no we want to have uh we have chainsaw come in and we want you guys to yeah whatever questions you want to ask and, and listen nothing is risque no question is out of bounds yeah, yeah. And we will ask it no matter what yeah, it is absolutely yeah like i i would love to do that that'd be amazing so yeah send those over to us just hit us up online or on davy i know you got questions for chainsaw so davy yeah, send us over to uh, send them to uh, you know our email address, which is uh, the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to the Midnight Train Podcast um, You can go to Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, any of those. Snapper chat for Riley. Yeah, uh, we're we're actually on Tumblr. Do you know what Tumblr is? I thought that was like a photo. What you you know how you have like Google Images? That's like yeah. the Google Images of back in the day, right? But, but yeah, I, I don't know. Or the old school Instagram. It, it, it's just every time I post, it's like tumblr and i'm like well should we do that and so i did and i don't know what that means i feel like there's too many do you feel like there's too many i feel like we're old yeah maybe that's what it yeah, is i think that's collectively what it is um get off right. your damn phones <laughs> so the birdcage theater is the next one the birdcage theater opened on december 26th 1881 it was owned by lottie and william lottie, lottie. billy hitchinson um or hutchinson sorry Hutchinson, a, a, a variety performer, originally intended to present respectable, respectable family shows like he'd seen in San Francisco that were super popular. Um, after the theater opened, they hosted a ladies' night for the respectable women of Tombstone. Oh, yes, it's ladies' night. Oh, what a night. 
John Lovitz, what do you say? <laughs> Sexy lady. <laughs> Sophisticated mama. <laughs> uh, so these uh, respectable women of Tombstone who could attend for free, but the economics of Tombstone didn't su- support their aspirations. They soon canceled the ladies' night and began offering lowbrow entertainment that appealed to the rough mining crowd. One of the first acts at that birdcage was Mademoiselle de Granville, a.k.a. Alma Hayes, also known as the female Hercules and the woman with the iron jaw. jaw. Ouch. Yeah. She performed feats of strength, specializing in picking up heavy objects with her teeth. Other acts included the Irish comic duo Burns and Trayers, comic singer Irene Baker, Carrie Delmar, a serious opera singer, and comedian Nola Forrest. Now, remember, this is back in the 1800s, so these were like big names back then. So entertainment included masquerade ball, uh, masquerade balls featuring cross-dressing entertainers, entertainers, fuck, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to drink more beer, like comedians David Waters (laughs) and Will Curlew. Miners could drink and dance all night if they chose. These miners came in and they were just enthralled by the shows there. But what's hilarious to me is that it says cross dra- cross dressing entertainers? Yeah. So back then, in the late 1800s, like a burlesque. They were, but they, but they were cross dressing. Yeah. And it's like, you would think at this point in time, you get the fuck over it. I actually have a conversation that was recorded way back when. It goes something like this. It's not about fucking and balls and pussy. It's about love. It's about people. It's about connection. It's all about connections. It's such about cock and ass and tits mm-hmm. and butthole pleasures. It's not about butthole pleasures at all. It's not about this rusty trombone and dirty Sanchez. Please stop. And Cincinnati bow tie. Moosh. And the pussy juice cocktail. And the shit stained balls. Moosh, just please stop. So that was uh, on. I found that in the library archives, oh, so by that's, the way. That's, that's from the 1800s? Yeah. That's crazy. What, yeah. What's the Cincinnati bow tie? Yeah, that's a great question. Would, uh, can you look that up real quick and just let me know yeah, what yeah, Cincinnati yeah, bow tie yeah. is? Let, let, me, let me do that. Yeah, I since, think uh, since Riley's not here, yeah. slacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley's out there MIA right now. So the longest poker game in history was played in the basement of the theater. Those who wanted in a, in a hand in ugh, those who wanted in had to pay a thousand dollars up front. So a thousand dollars back in eighteen hundreds is a lot of money. Among the notable people who played in this particular game was George Hurst, Diamond Jim Brady, Adolphus Bush, Doc, I'm your Huckleberry Holiday, Bat Masterson, and Wyatt fucking Earp. Dude, think about that. It's amazing. Do you want to know what a Cincinnati Motai is? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, do I? All right, hold on. Okay. Folks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This is what a Cincinnati bow tie is, uh, according to Jeff's research. Okay. According to the internet, everything is backwards in Cincinnati. The sexual gesture involves the male subject to be titty fucking the female subject backwards. The female's view now reveals the male's rear end, and right below it, his scrotum is in the shape of a bow tie, right where a bow tie would normally rest. <laughs> <laughs> so see folks not only do we teach you about these spooky things we teach you the latest and greatest positions i'm just trying to imagine that so like it's it's so instead of doing the the, the boobies in one way you're doing them the Upside other down, way basically and your your ass cracks in her face yeah and then the way you're not to be graphic but just, the way your balls hang it looks like a bow tie <laughs> so it's a cincinnati <laughs> bow tie <laughs> I got a boner. 
<laughs> that is listen if you guys don't walk away from anything you know like of important information that should be it right there because that's fantastic i did not know that so the poker game itself was <laughs> hard to come back from that isn't it <laughs> yeah, no. um, the poker game itself was played continuously 24 hours a day seven days a week it continued from 1881 to 1889 for a total of eight years so that is one consistent poker game that just kept going for eight years long it is estimated that, that approximately 10 million dollars was exchanged in the game during the eight years that that it lasted and that the birdcage retained 10 percent of that money on a side note there's an ongoing debate on whether or not the quote from that amazing movie Tombstone was actually, was it, I'm your huckleberry? Okay, so you've seen Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. He comes out and he's like, I'm your huckleberry. He says, yeah, I'm your huckleberry. Well, it's possible that it could have been, I'm your huckleberry. Mandela. In the, <laughs> in the south of the mid uh, or the mid to late 1800s, a huckleberry was the equivalent of a pallbearer. A handle on a casket was called a huckle. Holiday, the gunfighting dentist, was raised in the, you know, the in the Georgia home where he would have been aware of such a phrase, like, you know, what a huckle was. Thus, mm-hmm. Doc Holiday may have been saying that he'd bury Ringo or assist him on getting to his grave. Since they were about to get into a gunfight, this makes sense. However, in the old west, being a huckleberry meant you were game or up for anything. And also meant that you were the one to bring trouble to your opponent. So it could have been either. So by the way, Doc Holiday, such a badass. Like <laughs> if you guys do some research, maybe we'll do a we'll do a train ride on on Doc Holiday because he's such. I, a I f- love the line where he's super drunk and he's getting ready to fight Ringo, and he's like, "I got two guns, one foot to each of you." Yeah, oh, and there's only one. Oh one yeah, there. yeah, dude. He's 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 such yeah. a badass in that movie. And that movie is like a way more factual. Than, than you think it is like it's there's not a yeah. whole lot of uh, movie mythos made up in that but but then again no he could have literally said I'm your twig and berries and you'd piss yourself you know what I mean because it's Doc <laughs> Holiday like yeah. that dude was a, just a fucking crazy anyway the Birdcage Theater legend has it that 26 people were killed in the Birdcage Theater during its reputed years as one of the wildest and meanest places in Tombstone Arizona over 140 bullet holes remain in the building. Visitors and employees of the Birdcage Theater in Tombstone, Arizona, have reported seeing the spirits of former prostitutes and men in cowboy hats. Some claim to be touched and pushed by unseen forces at night. Or at night, the sounds of laughter, yelling, and music have been heard as though the parties of the Old West were still raging. Imagine having to be the bartender at that place, like during that time. You know, you're just sitting there and you're slinging drinks, trying to make an honest living. You know, it's and everybody's dying left and right. You know what I mean? Bullet holes every night, shot every night, <laughs> or, or the piano hauling player bodies out every night and cleaning blood off the floor. <laughs> the every piano night. player, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> someone's just dying. Uh, the, I, I don't think I wanted to live in the West, dude. Oh, yeah. by the way, didn't you say that uh, Isaiah was going to be uh, sending us a, a new song that he was recording? So okay, so here's the latest and greatest. Apparently, Isaiah sold a tractor, okay? Oh, okay. Is that what happened? And he got a little chunk of money, all right? What he decided to do with this money was he went down to his local Best Buy, which he says was like a four-hour drive away. Makes sense. And he bought a Dell computer system with monitor and printer and scanner, and it literally took him a week and a half 
with Geek Squad over every day to get this thing running right. He okay. he just opened the box and was dumbfounded, according to what he told me. Yeah, I don't think I, I could see that. Yeah. So he finally got it all set up. Anyways, he is able to email us music now. So he sent us a song. Okay. And whenever you're ready, we can go ahead and play it. All right. Well, I I, I tell you what, this is uh, it's called absolutely creepy. That's what it says on the file, yeah. Yeah, absolutely creepy. All right, guys, so listen, this is our first time hearing this, and I uh, really hope you guys enjoy this, but this is Isaiah and the Midnight Riders with Absolutely Creepy. This is the story of a ghost who made a living by being a hoe. And while she looked so sweet when she was alive, now she's absolutely creepy when she smiles. She woke up one day, but she wasn't alive, and I don't mean to be scared. Never believing that this was real, as long as he's dead, they're waiting. Wearing a sheet is a portrait to choose, and how did the hero disappear? When you look in the mirror and only hear boo, her clothes never wear very well the next day. Her hair never falls quite the same way, and she always has something really creepy to say. This is the story of a ghost. It's not bad, but I'm a little worried about copyright infringement. Yeah, I mean, what, does that song sound familiar to you? It it does sound awfully <laughs> a lot like a song I've heard before. I don't know that song. I, I can't but, say that I know that song. I'll tell you what, the band's coming along, though. The band's great. 
since they last came in. I mean, that's yeah, I, like leaps and bounds yeah, better I than fe- what they. I feel like uh, I feel like the band's doing a great job, but I I I I mean, I I think he's doing all right. Yeah, I'm actually interested to see what else he's going to be sending us. So what I think we should do, we should ask him to make some more songs for us. Yeah, and and send them to us, and we'll play them. You know, and see what the the listeners think. Yeah, and if you guys like what Isaiah and the Midnight Riders are doing. Then let's go with that. But if not, hey, then you know what? We'll just we'll politely ask him not to bring his pistol. Let me shoot him an email right now. Okay. And what I'll do All is right. I'll I'll request one since it's Halloween and this is our Halloween series. Yeah. How about a song about trick or treating? You crazy old bastard! Send. Okay. So, okay. So trick or treating is the him. next one for him. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's see what yeah, Isaiah can do. Should be good. You guys, let us know what you think about Isaiah's song. Um, if you don't like it, just listen. Just, just, just let us know. Just let us know what it is. Yeah. If, maybe we should uh, manage and produce him. I mean, if if people really enjoy it, maybe we should actually put him out there. Yeah. Do some distribution. We could do that. We could do that. I mean, we could be good managers for him. He's kind of hard to handle, man. Well, he's setting his ways. He's an he's an old cat. You know, it's like, true. We'll let Riley handle that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. If if Riley ever, if he comes ever shows back. up again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, on to these haunted brothel uh, excuse me, whorehouses. Thank you. Because Jeff doesn't like brothels. Um we got the it's red like lentils. <laughs> we have the red onion saloon. In the late eighteen nineties, the Alaskan wilderness had havens such as Skagway, where the gold miners would come in from their claims and unwind. The Red Onion Saloon was one of the most renowned casino and most no- notably bordellos. Bordello, that's the word. the word. Do you like bordello better? I do. Okay. Because so it reminds me of bordello blood, Tales right. from the Crypt. So we'll do that one. Okay. As uh, as more settlements were established closer to the gold fields, business began to slow, and the Red Onion moved to a location closer to the rail depot in hopes of luring in more customers. Over time, the building that used to host the Red Onion served a number of purposes, including a U.S. Army barracks during World War II, a bakery, TV station, and a gift shop. (laughs) A gift shop. That's just, that's a lot of shit for one place to go through. In 1980, it was reopened as the Red Onion, only this time as a restaurant slash bar and its owned, in its own unique way, a museum of prostitution. So I feel like the owner of the Red Onion was throwing a million things at the wall to see what would stick. You know, like, well, let's have a gift shop. Nope, that didn't work. Let's have a bakery. Nope, I'm running a TV show. You know what I mean? Like, what <laughs> I think if he was going like, to stick? He's like, you, what do you got? Yeah. What do you got? You want to do a bakery? All right, give me some money. You. No, TV show? All right, cool. Let's exactly. do that. Exactly. Yeah. But a museum of prostitution is amazing. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So... The years may have passed, but one of the former prostitutes apparently did not. Oh. There have been reports of footsteps heard on the second floor where the brothel used to be. Upon investigation, no one would be around. However, the strong smell of perfume would be lingering in the air, and there would be extremely cold spots where the smell would be coming from. On one occasion, when a disturbance was heard upstairs, the police were called, and as they approached the top of the stairs, they claimed they saw what was a shadow figure running down the hall and into a room. The room turned out to be the form madam's room. The resident ghost would also make herself known by watering the plants upstairs. The hostess of the house would go to water plants and the soil would be damp as if somebody had just done so. It is unknown if this female spirit died in the building, but it is believed that she is one of the former madams named Lydia. She has made personal appearances on several occasions when the form of a female apparition was observed walking around the madam's room 
going through the motions as if watering plants. However, there were no plants in that room. The Red Onion is still standing today and is still in the business of whining, dining, and giving brothel museum tours, as well as entertaining guests with the story of Lydia. Ooh. Yeah. That I mean, sounds interesting. Yeah, you know, she was a hoe. That's right. But she was a ghost hoe. She's a hoe. She's a ghost hoe that won't You're go. You're a ghost hoe no mo. <laughs> ghost hoe no mo won't go. <laughs> so the Hotel Lincoln, the historic Lincoln House, was built in 1777 on Route 30 in Man's Choice, Pennsylvania. Man's Choice? Man's Choice, yeah. Kind of Welcome weird, to Man's Choice. <laughs> Who would you like? This one? It's Man's Choice. There's no need to debate where to eat here <laughs> in man's choice. It's man's choice. It was also, uh, it was once known as the best little brothel house in Pennsylvania. Oh, they best got an little, award. Best little whorehouse in <laughs> you Pennsylvania. You walk in, they got like the city award plaque on the door like, best little brothel, 2017. <laughs> Y'all fuck good. <laughs> yeah. the fa- this famous brothel was uh, recently an antique shop and it's still haunted oh, by of ghosts. Of course it was, again. Yeah, that Always comes yeah, the antiques. Yeah. We have to do one of I that. tell my mom I should bring my mom in on the show. Oh Jesus! Because you know she's like the antique queen. Can I get her drunk first? They go on. Oh yeah. Okay. They go on trips out of state to go antique hunting. You walk even in her house. It's yeah. like a Cracker Barrel. I mean, it's there's just <laughs> shit everywhere. If there's ghosts and antiques, my mom has like a freaking museum. But has she ever seen anything? She says she hasn't. Oh. But the dogs do weird shit in there. They they Dogs like they look at the anyway. walls weird and my daughter claims she's heard stuff in there before too. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, let's talk. To I her. haven't. I want to talk to Maddie about that. That'd be that'd be fun. Yeah, I can get her on there too. So this famous brothel, which was recently an antique shop, like we just said, is still haunted by ghosts, including the ghost of the most popular brothel girl. Apparently, the attic area was where the lower class working girls worked, with only a curtained area in which to conduct business. You know. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> The higher-end ladies of the night were located on the second floor and each had her own tiny room. There were numerous reports of visitors trying to go to the second or third floor, but were either frozen in fear, felt a foreboding feeling, or even felt a cold air blowing from some of the rooms. A lot of cold air going on in these stories. Yeah, well, they say that that's what happens when when a ghostly apparition or whatever is around, it drops the the room temperature. temperature. Yeah, I'm telling you, we just need to do a straight-up ride on just ghosts. Yeah, we. Sh- you know what? Well, I was going to say we should make that the next episode. Let's do that. Should we? Yeah. Do you think Chainsaw's got some stories? Fuck it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So Chainsaw's going to be evolved. We are going to... Next episode, we are totally talking about ghosts and the differences between them all. So here's what we'll do. So we're not going to have a guest at the end of this show for right. the next show. What we're going to do is, you know, we mentioned earlier to uh, submit questions for Chainsaw. We're going to decide what is the best question that somebody asks, and that will be the winner of next week's prize. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So we- whoever has like either the funniest or the most creative or like the actual, I don't know, the best question, we'll you, all vote on it. You will get one of the uh, the, the Midnight Train uh, packages that we have, right? Yep. And that that that, that has a, uh, a signed poster. A magnet. A magnet. Yeah. Magnets and, are awesome. And a sticker. The, the magnets are awesome. Yeah, I actually have cool. two in my car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do. I like them. I think they're sweet. So um, it tended to occur most often with the women. So when women would come in there, they would feel this the most. As the story goes, one of the prostitutes was killed by her jealous husband when he found out she was entertaining her lover in her room 
and, or a lover in her room and refused to charge the client for the dirty deeds. Dirty deeds. What do you think she was doing to entertain him? Like telling jokes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. She, no, it was uh, probably a comedy skit. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they, they were banging it out, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's what we're talking like about. Like Evan and Alexa? Yeah. 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 It is said that her ghost still inhabits the second floor and an apparition has occasionally been seen in a full-length mirror at the end of the hallway. There are other ghosts said to be inhabiting the building as well. There is a jelly cabinet on the first floor that is said to have burn marks on it and would make noises. A jelly cabinet. A jelly cabinet. Because you have to have a cabinet just for jelly. Well, this is back in like the late 1700s, man. Like, of course you have a jelly. What what, what is that noise your computer's making? I think it's Evan trying to get a hold of me. Is he here? What the hell? Is it the ghost of Evan? He just showed up on the GPS. Oh, Evan's alive, folks. Oh, we're going to have a hell of a story next week. Yeah, I can't wait. So the jelly cabinet, people said that it would make crashing sounds and sound um, and sounds as if two tree limbs were being vigorously rubbed together, which is kind of ironic. (laughs) 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 The thing is, no one is ever at the cabinet and nothing is ever amiss. Yep, that piece of furniture would be chopped the fuck up and burned in a fire pit if I had it in my house. Or my mom would buy it and put it in her house. <laughs> Pretty much what would happen. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe Mrs. Butchko wants that. Yeah. She's like, ah, have you seen my new jelly cabinet from the 18th century? Listen, it makes a noise. Yeah. <laughs> my poor father's just like, his hair's all white and he just doesn't talk. And he's like, a sh- like shell shock. <laughs> like, hey, dad, how's it going? He's like, ghost. <laughs> Sitting there. She won't stop buying it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're poor dad. <laughs> All right, so Ernestine and Hazel's. The building that would become Ernestine and Hazel's started out as a pharmacy in the late 30s, and it ran as um, any old pharmacy would would until the owner, Abe Plow, 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 Plog, whatever, <laughs> created a product that could, quote, straighten the hair out. <laughs> you oh, see wow. where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, straighten the hair out. Oh, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. His concoction took storm between New York to New New Orleans, allowing people to position their hair into the slick styles we're used to seeing in old sepia-toned pictures. Abe, Lim- Abe went on to make the famous Coppertone suntan lotion, which we know Coppertone, right? Yeah. And it's the one that has the little it's dog literal, biting a little yeah. dragon, which is totally fucked up, by the way. Um, <laughs> it is. It's, you got a little baby butt. Like, that's, that's... I don't know. I don't like that. Anyway... And uh, uh, overwhelmed with his mounting financial success, gave the building to two hairstylists that were using his product upstairs, Ernestine and Hazel. The two sisters turned the building into a cafe. Meanwhile, Ernestine's husband, a street promoter named Sunbeam. (laughs) What's up, guys? I'm Sunbeam. You want to play a show? (laughs) What's up? I'm Sunbeam. (laughs) Why'd I call you that? Shut up. Let's raise the sunshine up in here. (laughs) Well, he opened a new, uh, a nearby music joint called Club Paradise, which hosted legends like B.B. King, oh, wow. Tina Turner, Aretha Franklin, Motown, Ray Charles, Bo Diddley, Sam Cooke, Chuck Berry, and Jackie Wilson. Wow, like, that's dude, a hot spot those right are there. Just, those are iconic. Yeah, you know, that's like, like Motown's finest yeah, right there. Yeah, that's like everybody who was ever anybody. That Although awesome. Chuck Berry was a weird fucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We you should do one on him, too. Yeah, of course. Let's <laughs> do an episode on him. He was really Chuck out Berry, there. He was like into young... Look, yeah. He was like the Michael Jackson of that time. Yeah. yeah. Well, so was... Uh, or the R. Kelly, rather, of that time <laughs> is more... <laughs> R. Kelly. I want to piss on you. Well, Chuck Berry did. He was into fecal... What do they call it? Fecalphilia or whatever it is, where... You know, uh-uh. yeah, yeah. 
way down in Louisiana, back in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, baby, you're so hot. <laughs> I'm pooping on the girls and the younger <laughs> teens. Basically. <laughs> so throughout the next 20 years, these musicians walked from Club Paradise to Ernest and Hazel's, Ernestine and Hazel's each night so they could get food, tell stories, and find action from women upstairs. So they knew they were going over to a brothel, excuse me, whorehouse. Yeah. Bordello. Bordello of right. blood. Right. Ray Charles used to stay upstairs and reportedly did heroin what? and mess with prostitutes. Now, no this way. is blind Ray Charles. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. That was not in the movie with Jamie Foxx. That was not in there. Yeah. The good times rolled until the 70s when Club Paradise got boarded up with the rest of downtown Memphis. That's fucked up. I mean, it's fucked up, but it's kind of cool fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like... Uh I don't know. It's like you kind of wish you were there just yeah. to witness it I mean, all, with you know? all those people? Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. So Russell George reopened it on uh, St. Patrick's Day of 1993 and committed suicide in 2016 in the upstairs of the building. As most people with double front names do. They, he does have two. That's just... You're, you're, yeah, there's you're, no surname there. Your name's Russell George. Yeah, do you think that's what caused him to do it? Yeah, every time. Or do you think it was like the ghost of like, you know, Ray Charles up there going... He's like, your name should have been Dick Dick. <laughs> Dick Richard, Dick Dick. <laughs> Dick Dick. <laughs> hey, Dick Dick. So customers and employees alike have claimed to have heard the piano playing upstairs, sound, which may have been Ray Charles. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds of people wandering around, talking up there, and that you can't take a picture up there without getting an orb in it. Now, listen, the orb thing is so overdone. We've talked about it on previous episodes. Back in those days, the shit they had to go through to develop photos is so ridiculous that anything does. Of course, there's going to be an yeah. orb in everything. Dust. Even now, dude, I'll take a picture today with my. I have an iPhone, and I'll take a picture. And if there's anything floating in it, yeah, it's a fucking it orb. Picks it up. Yeah, it reflects light. Right. Thank you. God. Appreciate you. So enough with the orbs, people. <laughs> I don't want to hear about orbs no anymore. Jeez. So there are rumors of some of the prostitutes being killed in the upstairs, adding to the belief that all of the spirits are women. A former 15-year employee of the now restaurant went upstairs for one reason or another and came running and screaming down the stairs, ran out the door, and all the way home. After being convinced to return, he refused to ever go back upstairs, stating, I don't know what I saw, but it scared me to death. Ooh. Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. In an interview with Vice.com, an employee said the following. One time, my co-walker... Co-walker. Jesus. <laughs> Skywalker. Yeah, let, me, let me back that up. One time, my co-walker and I were... Co-walker. You I did, did it again. again? <laughs> Mandela. Drinking more beer. One time, my co-worker and I were talking about James Brown on the day that he died. All of a sudden, the jukebox blared on out of nowhere. Scared me half to death and started playing. <laughs> I feel good. Da, 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 da. I, I did show you that video of James Brown, oh, yeah. the interview where he's yeah, wasted, just totally out and of his shit. The newscaster's like, "So, what do you? How do you want to address this? That you have beaten your wife and went to jail?" And he's like, "Ha! I've got a brand new bag. I feel good." She's like, "Yes, those are song lyrics of yours, but we're asking about you know domestic violence and abuse. How do you feel about that? Everyone love me, living in America." 
<laughs> he was out of his mind. Oh, it's it's an epic video. If you guys yeah. get a chance to go out yeah, of the rabbit definitely hole, definitely research it that. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Another time a paranormal was uh, in here. This is her still talking. Another time a paranormal was in here talking about exorcism and stuff with Russell. And all of a sudden, the song by the Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil, started playing on its own. I swear. I think the only time I really got scared was when I was standing at the jukebox and it felt like somebody touched me. Sometimes you can take pictures and you can see faces in the wall. Heck, I've got upstairs or got customers who go upstairs with their little gadgets and stuff. I've been up there where they've had their flashlights on, and when I come in, they're saying Karen's here. Karen's here. Karen! Karen! And the flashlight starts going on and off. That's when I get up and leave, you know. She also says, you can hear every now and then voices. You can't really make out what they're saying, but people are talking. Everyone used to think that the cleanup guy we had for years was crazy because he'd say that as soon as he'd walk in certain rooms, they'd say, here he is again. Here he but is I, again. <laughs> but I definitely believe it after being working here or after working here for 13 years. No doubt in my mind. She also says, I've also had people making fun of the place. One night, this is a true story, quote unquote from her. All right. Some people were sitting at the bar making fun of ghosts and talking trash about Ernestine and Hazel. All of a sudden, the lights started getting brighter, dimmer, brighter, dimmer, until it was as bright as sunshine in here. They freaked out and left. That's called uh, faulty wiring. Yeah. <laughs> Pixel <laughs> shit. She also says, I've had all kinds of weird experiences with money, too. One time, we had a money bag go missing. Couldn't find it. Looked everywhere. Then one Friday, literally five years later, I was shooting pool with one co-worker, and it was dead as heck at the bar. I knocked the cue ball off the table and rolled underneath a couch. We picked up the couch and underneath it laid a money bag with cobwebs and stuff all over it. I called Russell and he's like, I have no idea where that came from. That, that, that just seems like somebody lost some shit. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a ghost. Yeah. Like somebody fucked up and <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Got drunk and just left it underneath there. Yeah. The next Saturday, another coworker was shooting pool. Same thing happened. Knocked the cue ball off and it went under the couch. We picked up the couch, and in the exact same spot was the money bag that had been missing for four years just like that. Number five, missing money bag under the couch. But so so, so let, let, me, let me reiterate this. She, They found two different money bags the same way? Seems that way. Because it says the next Saturday, another co-worker was shooting pool. Same thing yeah. happened. What? I would I would be fine with that. I'd be like, shit, we're getting paid tonight. Yeah, that's extra money. Yeah. yeah. I like those kinds of ghosts. I know. I want some ghosts like that to come <laughs> in my house. You know I'm, what's funny? Uh, so they talk about the faces in the wall. Do you ever think about or dive deep into uh, woodworking as far as, you know how like you look at a door, an old cut door where it's got the grain patterns and it's so odd, but you can always kind of see like pictures like what resembles See, a face faces. Yeah, yeah yeah in old wood doors even in uh in, even tile or, or marble like, tile and stuff yeah, like anything that has grain patterns yeah. to it you know yeah i bet there's a whole rabbit hole on something with that of course there look are. Into. because our psyche sees something and especially if you're like in not the right state of mind or the wrong lighting or whatever it is yeah. you're gonna see that like um we have in uh let's see at my bar on the back wall right behind the toilet that's nice, for you guys nice. out there. Sorry. If that bothers you guys, please. Gangsters, what's up, guys? <laughs> just send an email over saying, please stop burping. But, yeah, it just means I'm drinking good beer. It, kind of. Anyway, so right behind the uh, the toilet, there's one tile where it looks like there's a face there. 
Yeah. So every time I go into the bathroom and do my business, I look over and I can see that face. And it looks like an actual face. But I think that's kind of the same thing that goes around with, like like you were saying. Like yeah, the wood grain. The wood grain or, or like someone's like, oh, I found a face in my mashed potatoes. Or in a or potato clouds, chips. Or cl- shapes yeah, clouds. clouds and stuff yeah. like that. Like, listen, your brain is going to recognize these things. Period. That's all it is. Your brain's going to recognize stuff. Yeah. You know? So anyway, those were the haunted brothels. What do you think, Jeff? It's not bad. Um Definitely, I would say if there's going to be something going on, for sure, the ones where they were murdered. You know, they always say that when tragedy happens, somebody dies in a tragic state that they're stuck in that plane and they can't pass. If there is such thing as a passing to uh, a great beyond, they cannot pass because of the tragedy was so traumatic to them that they they relive it. You know what I mean? Like they're stuck in that right, they're existence. Stuck in that so until if, they can. If all that is true, then hearsay. Obviously, you know. You got these guys, weirdo guys back in the day going in and knocking out these whores and killing them, probably yeah. viciously. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's there's a couple of those that, like, it kind of makes sense why there would be some hauntings going on. You know, yeah. like, if if somebody says that they got, you know, murdered by their <laughs> yeah. husbands or partners or whatever, yeah. like, because they were entertaining someone and not getting not charging the guy yeah i guess i I guess i could see that if you believe in that kind of thing if that makes any sense yeah and you know what i want to know since we're doing ghosts next week which i'm really excited about now that i know that's a big one yeah we're doing ghosts we're doing like what actually what what a ghost actually is casper does not count okay so don't don't get all casper with us no 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 we're gonna go like deep in this i'm gonna i'm gonna do some deep research on that one because i I want to you know we've talked about poltergeists we've talked about ghosts we've talked about you know all these different you know revenants and all this other shit let's find out let's break it down and find out what's what yeah but what i want to know is first and foremost you people that are listening right now do us a big favor let us know a what to ask chainsaw and b what is your favorite ghost story oh that's a good one i want to hear i want to hear actual ghost stories from people yeah i'll tell you what too if you actually type that out and email it to the show again what's the email john it's the the midnight train podcast at gmail.com we will read your story no matter how bizarre no matter how vulgar or misgrammar it is we and i might fix the grammar a little bit because you know me i I might have to do that but we'll read it on air and we'll dissect it and review it and i would love to hear what people's uh ghost stories are out there i'm sure everybody's got well obviously we know sarah she had hers yeah and and we had her in here and she had a poltergeist kind of thing and chris and chris you remember the video he showed us on the phone yeah it was interesting. Yeah, that was definitely interesting. Yeah. So I do believe that there are, well, not that I believe, but I, I, I am under the impression that there's a difference between ghosts, poltergeists, and all these different beings and stuff like that. So we should uh, dive deeper into that, especially because it's fall, it's October, and it's almost Halloween. Yeah, and ghosts is, a, is probably a primo subject. For yeah, that. let's you talk You guys want to know what ectoplasm is. I know you do. That's that's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll, we'll get cheese. into that. Ghost we'll cheese. get into that. Hey, real quick, uh, before we close this out, I just want to say a big thank you to Davey for the interview. That was Hola, awesome. Hola, Davey. Uh, I'm excited for Chainsaw to come in. Again, get your questions in. I hope Riley is okay wherever he may be. I'm I hope sure we don't have is. to bail him out because I'm 
broke for a little while. Is it kind of bad that I kind of want to have to bail him out? Because that I, means it was I a good would. night. I wouldn't though. No, I would let him just sit in there. Just and, let him sit. And yeah, run. yeah. Because he might, he may come up with some content, some stories Maybe. for the show. You know, he's just sitting in prison, not prison, but jail. Yeah. And thank you to the winner for the review. Yes, yes, yes. That thank you awesome. so much for the reviews, guys. You have no idea how how super awesome that is that you guys are reviewing these things. Again, uh, thank you to Kevin out there. Thank you to Todd. Thank you to Chainsaw. Thank you to Moody. Thank you to Chris. Um, everybody who listens out there, Eva, um, 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 Stormy, all you guys out there that are listening, like supporting this and 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 helping us out with this, it's it's super huge and and that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, and we, I, 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 personally, I can't thank you guys enough, man. And it's really cool that you guys sit around and you listen to our dumbasses talk about <laughs> the most. I don't know. To me, they're cool things, and yeah. hopefully, you guys think they're cool things too. And then now today, you learned about haunted brothels. And um, yeah, hopefully you learned and you laughed and maybe, yeah. maybe you cried. Maybe something hit like tug on an emotional string and you shed a tear, you know, because Riley's not here. You know, <laughs> I, I know you guys probably miss him. So <laughs> we, we cover it all. What? We cover all the genres. OK, we cover it all. All, all the entire spectrum of emotion. Right. We're here for you. That's right. Is what he's saying. Yeah. I get it. I totally get and, it. And uh, if you guys are worried about Evan, have no fear. As you heard earlier, uh, his GPS location did ping. So it did so come up. I do know where he's at. Okay, I good. will be going to get him after the show. Good. And we'll see what happens with that next week. Good. Yeah. God, I can't wait to hear. It should story. be interesting. Do you think he like went to the other side? I'm thinking so. Really? You know, like when they went to get Carol Ann and they took yeah. the rope and they jumped through the portal and they came out in slime. Oh. I'm wondering if that's what happened to him. What do you think? Evan? Oh, man, I can't wait to hear what Evan has to say. That's awesome. Yeah, that should be cool. Um, So make sure again that you guys let us know what you think about the, uh, you know, Isaiah and the Midnight Rider song that he put out there. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the what is it? Absolutely spooky. And um, trick or treating. Or, yeah. Yeah. The next one's about trick or treat. The next so one's going to be about trick or treating. I guess that's what he's doing. Um, He, he seems to be, I don't know, Isaiah is something else. But uh, again, we want to thank you guys so much for listening um, for just, you know, every Tuesday we drop these things and it's it's fun for us. But it's also like, I don't know, it's therapeutic too. you know, I sit here, we talk about things, I, I research things and I find things that are just like, holy shit, I never knew that. Yeah, we you know learn I mean? stuff. Yeah, we learn stuff. And yeah. I, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, it's life, you know. Yeah. So again, I think, you know, can we can we close out with a special song when you're done? Yeah, because I'm all about this, like this new learning kick. I think yeah. it's awesome. OK, all right. Let so me, give me, me a second. Let's do yeah. the close out here. Yeah. yeah. So, again, this is the Midnight Train podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, anywhere on social media. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to those. Please like, subscribe, and especially leave us a five-star review because, man, that shit really does help us a lot. I didn't say fuck a lot this this episode. I feel, no, I, I feel maybe you drank too much and it's just... No, I'm just going to say fuck, 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 fuck real quick. Just, <laughs> fuck, just fuck, kind of catch fuck. up. Yeah. Fuck, 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 any fuck. Um, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are amazing. And thank you for, you know, just going along with this. We do have a new sponsor that's going to be... Or our first real sponsor that's going to be coming up soon. And I'm super excited about it. So hopefully you guys stay tuned for that. And uh, obviously, on the behalf of myself and Jeff and Riley, if he was here, we always say, choo-choo, motherfuckers. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. 
today in the boxcar, we have Animus Incorporated with Rewind. Like Naughty by Nick said, it's on. It's on. 